All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask that we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightening much more. I would say there is precision and there is accuracy. We can behold you as we behold ourselves in you. We say every heart is stable on your grace, every heart is fixed on your love. We can behold and comprehend the mysteries of Christ clearly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What every believer needs to know. What every believer needs to know. Let's go to Philemon 1 verse 6. I'm going to preach myself happy. Praise God. I'm going to preach myself happy today. Praise God. Philemon 1 verse 6. It says, The communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So the word communication is from the Greek word koinonia, that is the fellowship, the participation of your faith may become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So that is there are things that God has done in Christ Jesus for us that every believer needs to appreciate. Every believer needs to comprehend. There are things that God has done in Christ Jesus for us that we need to find out. That is why this teaching is called What Every Believer Needs to Know. And this is going to be a good guide for your discipleship because these are, these are, the, these are kind of messages you will give your disciples and you will make them understand. Listen, what do you need to know now that you are being saved? What every believer needs to know. So, we've studied and we've seen that every believer... Every believer is a saint. I will say that uh, uh, every believer should not, uh, we, we are now under the new covenant. Uh, let me see, the word acknowledged there is from the word epignosis, and that's Ephesians 1 verse 6. It's from the word epignosis. It means accurate. Uh, Philemon 1 verse 6, sorry. Philemon 1 verse 6, the word uh, um, Epignosis, the word acknowledged there is from the Greek word, word epignosis. It means accurate, precise understanding of facts, events, times, and person. Accurate and precise understanding of facts, events, times, and persons. Accurate and precise understanding of facts, events, times, and persons. So every believer must have the knowledge of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So you must have a precise understanding of it. You must have an accurate understanding of it. So you will see the, the, the mirror and the mirror that we will look into and build into will be the mirror of the person of, our, of Christ Jesus. So that's why Paul prayed a prayer for them. In Ephesians 1 verse 17 he says, that the God and Father, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of what? Of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The word knowledge there means fact specific. So that is, you will have facts of what God has done in Christ Jesus. Facts, facts. To know accurately what God has done. And what is it? That's why if you read in verse 19 to 21 of that Ephesians 1, it says, And what is the exceeding greatness 
of a spar towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come so that is we are to know accurately and precisely what God did in Christ for us what is made available upon the three days and three nights that Jesus died to know the power that is daring to know how the power is available to believe to the believer to know the fact so that is we cannot just stop at knowing just the very affairs we have to know specific details facts accurate knowledge precise understanding of what god has done in christ jesus for every believer in christ so we go for specific we go for facts you read in ephesians 2 verse 5 to 6 it says when we were dead in sins he had quickened us together with christ that is by grace we are saved ephesians 2 verse 5 to 6 ephesians 2 5 to 6 it is and he has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus so you raised what fact is that he raised us from sin from sin into life he raised us from the dungeons of sin into life it is not a process it is an instant fact so upon salvation what happened to us upon salvation was that we were raised from sin into life it was not in stages it was not a oh stage one of raising from sin into life no it was an instant it was not a gradual process it was an instant process so we stepped out from death into life just like what happened to christ so uh, we have to know this specific fact and we know this specific fact by looking at our nature looking at what god has done in christ jesus and it is via what god has done in christ jesus we can know who we are so we don't know who we are by what they call us we don't know who we are by what somebody has of us we don't know who we are by the opinion even our parents as well we know who we are by looking at the mirror what mirror bible says we behold the mirror as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth so we will see the mirror the mirror is the person of christ it is when we look at the identity of christ we can know who truly you and i are and i am born of god I'm born of God. I say, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. I am what the word says I am. I am what the word says I am. I am what the word says I am. You know, this I am what the word says I am. This statement is very true for every believer. It's a very true statement for every believer. Because, number one, the word is a person. The word is a person. If you're reading John 1 1, John 1 1, John 1 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And that Word was God. In verse 14 of that John 1, John 1 verse 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh, 
and he dwelt among us, and we beheld what is glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, he, the word is the very mind of God. So, Jesus is the very mind of God. Jesus is the very mind of God. Jesus is the very mind of God. The word is the revelation of the scriptures. The word is the revelation of the scriptures. The word, it is, the word is the interpretation, is the explanation of the scriptures. That's why in John 5 verse 39 it says, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. For they are they which testify of me. Oh, we are God. The word is the explanation. So what we say, I am what the word says I am. So we know, we are, we are, saying, we are confessing. So the Bible says, the, the scripture testifies of the word. Before I go back to that explanation, let me, let me say, the Greek word of that John 1 verse 1, it says, when it says, the word there, it means logos, which means, many of you remember the meaning of logos, thought pattern. Meaning, thinking, the understanding, the soul. So, when it says, is the logos, is the thought pattern, is the meaning, is the thinking, is the understanding. So, Christ is properly so called as he and he only gives direction of the revelation. So, Christ is the only one. We can safely look at in the scriptures. That's why in Luke 24, verse 27, it says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he began to expand unto them the things that were concerning himself in the scriptures. If you read in verse 44 to 45, in that same Luke 24, it says, And he said unto them, these are the words I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things might be fulfilled, which are written in the law of Moses, in the prophets, in the Psalms, concerning me. Then he opened their understanding so that they what they might understand the scriptures. So only Christ can give understanding to and in the scriptures. Only Christ can give you, can give on proper understanding, proper hermeneutic of the scriptures. Only Christ. He alone grants the answer to all man's question. Only Christ grants the answer to all man's question via the word. So, he is the word. So, that shows we can safely say, I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I live by the word. I act by the word. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. I am what the word says I am. I am. Because the understanding of the word will show me who I am. When I see the written word, I see a mirror of who I am. Remember when I was teaching incarnation, I said, Christ I showed you in, in, in the book of First Peter, second Peter, I can't remember now. It says, Christ is our example, the eupodegma. Is it eupogamos, not eupodegma. Eupogamos, our example. So that is, 
we will see ourselves just as what he said. So we are not going to hear what somebody said about us. No. We are not even going to hear what we feel about ourselves. No. We are going to hear what the word says about us. And the word says we are righteous. Go with the God. The word says we are holy. Go with the God. The word says I'm a saint. Go with the God. The word says I'm justified. Go with the God. The word says I'm sanctified. Go with the God. The word says that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Go with the God. That's who I am. I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. What says as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are called the sons of God. So I know I am led by God. Go with the God. That's what the word says about me. What says I am the son of God? Glory to God. What says what says you are no longer true? Is this we now have a spirit which now testifies in us, Abba Father? So he says, he says, there's now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus in Romans 8, verse 1. He says, But the Lord sin and death. He says, But we have been free from the law of sin and death. So that shows there is no more condemnation for me. I am now in Christ Jesus. That's my reality. Second Corinthians 5, verse 17 says, For he that uh, is this, is this, uh, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. For all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I'm a new creation in Christ. Oh, will That's who I am. That's who I am. Oh, will to God. Oh, will to God. I'm holy. I'm sanctified. I'm justified. I'm righteous. I am. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, it says, I am accepted in the beloved. Oh, will to God. It says in Ephesians 1, verse 3, it says, We are blessed in every spiritual place in Christ Jesus. I am. I believe that. So I don't pray for blessings. I believe God that I'm blessed. Oh, will to God. Oh, will to God. Glory to God. I'm what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we, 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 we have the mind of Christ. You see in Ephesians 2, verse 16, it says, For who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may be a, that he may instruct him. 1 Corinthians 2 16. 1 Corinthians 2 16. For who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we what? We have the what? The mind of Christ. And that word mind there, it means understanding. That is, it means explanation. So we have the explanation of Christ. We have the explanation of Christ. Look at 1 John 5 verse 20. 1 John 5 verse 20. What every believer needs to know. You need to know that you are what the world says you are. You need to know that you, are, you can do what the world says you can do. You need to know, say you, you, you need to know you, that you are what the world says you are. You are what the world says you are. If the world says you have you have been made righteous with God, you have been made, you have peace with the Father. If the world says you have come before the throne of grace, that is what you have. If the world says you have the understanding of Christ, that is what you have. Oh will to God. Oh will to God. Look at 1 John 5 verse 20. It says, And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us the understanding. That's what we have. And we have given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true and we are in Him that is true. Even, is, even in the Son, Jesus Christ, that is the true God and what's eternal life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. Look at, look at James 1, verse 23 to 25. James is teaching us that we should behold ourselves in the world. 
The word is who now? The word is who? Christ Jesus. So when we say, I am what the word says I am, we say, I am what Christ says I am. When we say, we have, we have what we say we have, we have what the word says we are, we have what Christ says we are. We can do what Christ says we can do. He says we shall tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. That's what we believe. That's what Christ told us. Oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. He says we shall take up the list of us. He says we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We shall speak with thick tongues. That's what we have in Christ. Oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. Look at James 1, verse 23 to 25. It says, if any man be a year, if any be a year of the world, and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholded himself and go away, and straight away forgetted what manner of man he was. But who so look at into the perfect law of liberty and continue daring. He being not a forgetful era, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed indeed. So we see our natural face, that is, our, 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 our na- what is natural to us is us doing the world. What is natural to us is us acting the world. What is not natural is when we are going contrary to the world. That's not our nature. Our nature is that we can see. So when we look at the world, we see our natural face. Just as you go and look at your natural mirror in your glass, and you see your camera and say, this is how my face is. There is people here. There is people here. So when we read the word and we are being taught the word, we are seeing our natural self as believers via the word. And this we continually concur into a precise instance. It's insight. We'll keep having a precise insight inside of the world. That's why Paul told us that the sharing of our faith will become effectual. In Philemon 1 verse 6, it says the communication of our faith will become effectual ah, by acknowledging every good thing which is in us. In what? In Christ Jesus. So, that's why he used the phrase in Christ Jesus. In you. So, we are without guilt in Christ. Say, I'm without guilt in Christ. No, you're not saying like you mean. Say, I'm without guilt in Christ. We are without guilt in Christ. We are not saying it. We are without guilt in Christ. We are without guilt in Christ. We are without guilt in Christ. Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. John 5 verse 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me out everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but he has passed from death to life. Glory to God. John 5 verse 24. Glory to God. Oh, we are God. Glory we are God. David prophesied in Psalm 32, verse 1 to 2. Psalm 32, verse 1 to 2. He says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impute in unto him iniquity, and whose spirit there unto is, and whose spirit there is no God. So that shows David prophesied of what Christ will do in the future. He prophesied, he says, Blessed is a man. Whose transgression is forgiven? Say, my sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. He says, whose sins are covered? Blessed is a man who the Lord will not impute unto his iniquity. So there is, there is this blessing of redemption. There is this, there's a blessing of redemption. It is not a reward, it is a gift. Abraham received it earlier in Genesis 15 verse 6. He received it. He says, and, and Abraham believed the Lord and it was counted to him for righteousness. He didn't work for it. Abraham didn't work for it. He received it by faith. Oh, we look God. 
Righteousness means without guilt. So that's the meaning. It's from the Greek word called daikosuni. It means without guilt. Without guilt. Without guilt. To be without fault. That's what righteousness means. To be without fault. So Bible says, and Abraham believed God, and it was counted for him for righteousness. That is, it was counted for him for without guilt. To be without fault. Look at him. Look. So and Abraham was a sinner who received justification. Look at Romans 4, verse 3 to 5. What every believer needs to know that we are without guilt. Say, I'm without guilt. Now, don't say it like you. Say, I'm without guilt. Say, my sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Abraham was a sinner who received justification. Look at Romans 4, verse 3 to 5. It says, What saith the scripture? Abraham believes God. Say, I believe God. I believe God. And it was counted for him for righteousness. Now, I'll tell you that it's worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of death. But he that worketh not, but believeth him, justified your God, his faith shall be counted for righteousness. And that's the same as the believer in Christ. Look at that same Romans 4, verse 25. Romans 4, verse 25. Who has delivered? Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for what? Our justification. Oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. Look at Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, being now justified by faith, we have peace with God. Try our Lord Jesus. Say, I have peace with God. I have peace with God. You don't have a worry that you don't have a trouble that. No, you don't. You don't. You have peace with God. Every man who has received the gospel automatically has peace with God. He has confidence in God. He has peace with God. He says, therefore, be now justified by faith. We have peace in God through our Lord Jesus. So we are not more, we are not going to be praying, Lord, Lord, forgive us and say, no, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. Anytime we come together, you know, say, oh, the reason why God does some my prayers is because I think I say, no, we have peace with God. Say, I have peace with God. I have peace with God. Oh, we are God. So by faith in the gospel, you and I, we are declared righteous. That means we are without guilt before God. The way God sees you, he's seeing you as spotless. He's seeing you as a man in Christ. He's seeing you as somebody without guilt. He's seeing you as righteous. He's seeing you as somebody who has peace with him. That's the way God is seeing you. Oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. Oh, my, my. I'm going to, I'm preaching myself so good here. <laughs> oh, we will go. That there can be no unrighteous new creature. Ah, they cannot be saying, oh, this is a righteous new creature. They say, no, righteous. No, there can be no unrighteous new creature. A new creature is always new. Why it says the old is gone and the new is come. That is, the old things are passed away and the new. So that shows you will be forever new. New doesn't mean you will got born again yesterday, so that means you are now expired tomorrow. No, 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 no. That the new means every day you wake up, you'll be new. Remember what it says in the Old Testament? It says, the mercies of the Lord are what? Are what? Are what? They are new what? Every morning. So every morning you wake up, you are still a new creature. So you don't say, I gave my I received the life of Christ yesterday. So that shows yesterday was new. Today or the next 10 years will be old. No. If the Lord tarries and you are still alive in the next 90 years, you are still a new creation. Go with the God. Oh, with the God. You are still a new creation. Say, go with the God. 
Go away to God. You see, so you not say, oh, I was yesterday because I slept and I wake up. I'm no more new. I'm now, I think I'm not growing old. No, there's no old creature. There's new creature. So the Bible says the message of the Lord are new every morning. So I'm new every morning. So I'm a new creature. So I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. If I sleep in the morning, I wake up in the night, I'm still a new creature. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, to God. Oh, you guys are not happy. Go to God. Are you more excited about what you have in Christ? When you hear messages like this, you jump up. You say, go to God. This is what God has done for us. We can't be silent about it. We have to shout and scream at the devil and say, oh, you devil, you are defeated. Oh, to God. Go to God. Oh, to God. So there cannot be an unrighteous new creature. They cannot be an unworthy son of God. You are always a son. You are a joint here with the Father. You can't be a guilty, you can't be a guilty joint here with Christ. You are always joint here with Christ. Some have called themselves in like some people say, Oh, hello. I remember I was teaching it, it teaching two to three years of I think I think it's about four years now, four years ago now. I was teaching a father and his family, and I changed that song and I said, It is the Lord has made me a sanctuary. I don't know if you remember that song. The sanctuary, pure one holy, joy and true, with thanksgiving. What's that song? I am believing. It's not the Lord who prepared me. No, we are now made the sanctuary. Go with the God. I think we should. I think we should give that teaching again. The, the father and his family. It's, you have the teaching four years ago. I remember. I thought the, I, I thought what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. Oh, go with the God. Oh, with the God. Oh, go with the. So the, 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 the that 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 song was 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 has been abolished by the reason of the new covenant and the new thing that God has done in Christ Jesus. That, he, he had been, that song has been fulfilled in Christ. You read in Hebrews 2 verse 11. Hebrews 2 verse 11. Hebrews 2 verse 11. Hebrews 2 verse 11. It says, For both he who sanctified, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. For both he who sanctified and those who are sanctified. For this reason, it says, All have one. For this reason, he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. And such were some of you, but you were washed. He says, ah, no, let me use the King James. No. 1 Corinthians 6 11. 1 Corinthians 6 11. It says, thank you. But such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. Oh, little God. It says, But such were some of you, but now you are justified. You know, Paul was writing to a church that were full of, they've done so many atrocities. He says, But such were some of you. But you are so that's just that that habit was not of you, but that means to a social some of you. It says, but now you are justified, you are sanctified, you have been made righteous with God. Oh God, oh God. Even Peter told us what God has done. 
Peter said in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation. So we are an holy nation. Wow. So we produce holiness because it says holy nation. It says a peculiar people. It says that you should show forth the praises of who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So God called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Glory to God. Oh, we are God. So we are an holy nation. Say, I'm an holy nation. Say, I'm an holy nation. I'm an holy nation. Scream it out. Say, I'm an holy nation. I'm an holy nation. Oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Hebrews 3, verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of. Look at how Hebrews write it. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren. So I can simply say, my holy sister, my holy brother. Ah, he says, where for holy brethren? Holy, brethren is for the Greek word Adolfos, that is brothers and sisters. But, but the writer of you says, where for holy brethren? So we are holy men. Say, I'm an holy man. I'm an holy man. So we don't need to, we don't need to wash, you know, how of you used to feed this way that maybe you have done something wrong. When you are not baffing, you are not saying, Lord, as I'm baffing now, I wash up my sin. How many of you, that's it, I'll put to you. You say, I wash up my sin now. As this, as this water is going on, no, you are holy man. No way to go. <laughs> no way to go. I'm an holy nation. I'm an holy nation. It says, wherefore, in Christian verse 1, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Ah! This writer of Hebrews is giving me goosebumps. Partakers of the heavenly calling. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Holy brethren. Oh, we're God. Oh, we're God. He says, partakers of the holy calling. He says, look at what he says. He says, partakers of the holy call, heavenly calling. He now says, consider the apostle, the high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. He called us holy brethren. So that is, in and by Jesus Christ, God's children are born with an holy seed. All you produce is holiness. All you act is holiness. Remember, I am what the word says I am. So if the word calls us holy, who are you to say you are a sinner? Who are you for anybody to call you that or to call you otherwise? Who is that person? Who is that person born of Adam to call you to call you what the word did not say? I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I have what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I am what the word says I am. The word says I'm holy, I'm holy. That's my reality. Go with the God. Go with the God. Go with the God. Go with the God. So his spirit is holy. His children are born by his spirit and they are holy. His spirit is an holy spirit. Not the spirit you have is an holy spirit. And you have the Bible says we are born of the spirit. So that shows you are born of an holy nation, you are automatically holy. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we are holy. So in Christ Jesus, we are made righteous. We are without fault before God. Before our Father, we are without fault. So look at Ephesians 1, verse 4. Ephesians 1. You see, there are several scriptures who shows us our reality in Christ. Several scriptures that point us to our reality in Christ. Look at Ephesians 1 verse 4. Ephesians 1 verse 4. Oh, we glory, glory, glory. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Oh, we're God. I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm made. I'm, I, I have peace with God. I'm justified. I'm, I'm what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I am no longer condemned. I am no longer condemned. Sin has no dominion over me. 
So all that produce that comes out of me is light. Oh, will you go? Look at my reality. Tell your neighbor, say, look at my reality. Look at who I am. Look at who I am. Because as we are studying this, we are looking at ourselves. We are seeing ourselves. We are looking at the mirror. Glory to God. God. Bible says we look at the mirror. We are not going to forget who we are. When we leave this place, we are still going to be telling ourselves, I'm a righteous man. I'm a holy man. I'm a holy nation. Glory to God. It's, I like that scripture, but you still in verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Ah, ah. Wow. Go with God. Look at the Ephesians 1, verse 4. <laughs> it says, According as he had chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? Holy and blameless before him in love. Glory to God. So we are chosen. We are chosen men. We are without blame before him. We are without blame before him. We are without blame before him. Look at Colossians 1 verse 22. Colossians 1 verse 22. Colossians 1 verse 22. This is your nature. See, this is my nature. This is my nature. This is my nature. Colossians 1 verse 22. Colossians 1 verse 22. Go with the God. Go with God. Colossians 1 verse 22. Colossians 1 verse 22. It says, In the body of the flesh, true death, to present, in the body of the flesh, to present, so that means it's in my inside. Yes, you can come here. Look at Colossians 1 verse 22. In the body of his flesh, true death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So in his sight, we are unblameable. Say, I'm unblameable. I'm unblameable. We are unreprovable. We are holy in his sight. Glory to God. So you have to be bold about who you are in Christ. Say, I'm bold. I'm bold. I'm bold. I'm bold. So when things come up in your face, say, no, that's not my nature. When that evil thought span up, say, that's not my nature. This is not me. I am holy. I'm righteous. What comes out of my nature? What comes out of my thoughts? See, you have to start saying, I have a righteous thinking thought. Go with that. I believe that's an utterance. I have a righteous thinking thought. I have a righteous thinking mind. I have a righteous thinking mindset. I'm holy. All that comes up from my mouth, from my mind, is holy thought, holy life, holy nation, holiness. Glory to God. That's my nature. Say, that's my nature. That's my nature. So, a believer is a recipient of the gift of righteousness. So I'm a recipient of the gifts of righteousness. I'm a recipient of the gifts of we righteousness. We are recipients of the gift of righteousness. Oh, we know God. Look at Romans 5 verse 17. Romans 5 verse 17. Romans 5 verse 17. It says, if any man be in Christ. It says, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no. Romans 5 verse 17. Sorry. It says, if for by one man's death, if for by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more, they which believe in what we are born and so grace 
and the gift of righteousness are what? Living in life by one Christ Jesus. So it is a free gift. So you did not earn it. You will or reach or achieved it. You simply receive it by believing in the gospel. So rather than confess your sins, you confess righteousness. See, instead of me confessing my sins, Say instead of me confessing my sins, instead of me confessing my sins, I confess righteousness. I confess righteousness. Instead of me confessing my sins, instead of me confessing my sins, I confess righteousness. I confess righteousness. Because there's no way in the scriptures that you have to you have to know who you are in Christ. Look at Romans ten verse ten. Romans ten verse ten. Romans ten verse ten. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Romans ten verse ten. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is what made unto what salvation. Confession is made unto what salvation. This is what the man with the heart, man believeth what unto righteousness. So you believe the gospel, and you receive what righteousness. Say I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Say I'm righteous. I'm righteous. So it is the ability to stand before God, to stand before our Father, without sins of guilt, without sin, shame, weakness, inferiority. You will glorify the Father by confessing this Father. So instead of us singing songs that don't res- that don't reflect our identity, I like one song that they sing. I am old, I, I, I am old, I am blessed, I am called, I am healed, I am old, I am saved. In Jesus' name, I live faithful, anointed, filled with your power for the glory. Jesus' name. That songs, you confess your reality. I am this. Like, just like the, just in songs on the song, uh, I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You confess your reality. You confess your reality. You confess your reality. Glory to God. Glory to God. So when you believe the gospel, you receive righteousness. So in Christ, we are without fault. See, I'm without fault. And without fault. And without fault. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. I love this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. It says, For he hath made him to do sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we will be, might be made the righteousness of God for him. So he was made sin so that we will be made righteous. Oh, what a father we have. Glory, father, to, God. Yeah. Glory, Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So in Christ, we are without a record of wrongs. We are without a record of our faults. God is not counting that sin against you. Glory to God. God is not against you. Say, God is not against me. God is not against me. God is not against not. He's not counting that sin against you. So you are what the word says I am. I am in Christ. I am without fault. I am righteous. I am 
the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. So when that thought comes, say, I'm holy. I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm forgiving. I'm forgiving. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what every believer needs to know, you need to come to the precise understanding. You need to come to the epignosis, the accurate facts, the accurate details of what God has done in Christ for you. You have to acknowledge them. Philemon 1 verse 6 says that the communication of our faith may become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in us in Christ. Say, I acknowledge who I am in Christ. I acknowledge who I am in Christ. Oh, oh, we are God. Oh, we are God. I acknowledge who I am in Christ. I am holy. I am righteous. I am forgiving. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Oh, we are God. Lift your hands and just bless him. Lift your hands. By his spirit we are new. By his spirit we are changed. Because I am born again. Sing that song. Because I am born By his spirit. By his spirit we are new. By his spirit we are changed. Because I am born. Sing that song.